Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. So in this episode, Ariana is back and she's here to talk about mindfulness and some of the different things she does and uses as a professional dancer and professional model to take care of her mental and emotional health. Uh, These are areas of health that we often overlook, but as the past five or six months have shown us throughout the pandemic and all of the other stuff that's been going on in the country, mental health is incredibly important. So I highly encourage you to listen to this full episode, share it with a friend, uh, even take some notes if you want to, because I learned a lot of applicable things that I've been applying to my daily life after uh, recording this episode with her. So as always, feel free to like and subscribe to the show and feel free to uh, follow us on social media. Uh, My page is at Braun Body, Braun with a W, and you can find Ariana at Evolve Movement Co. So Evolve, M-V-M-T dot C-O, and you can always just search her uh, on my followers and following list on Instagram too if you're having a hard time uh, finding that. But with that, thanks again for listening and tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. So today, um, I'll be talking about mindfulness and different tools that you can use in your life to cultivate mindfulness. So mindfulness is kind of a trendy topic right now, but I want to define what mindfulness really is. So mindfulness is just awareness it's an awareness of how we feel our thoughts and not just emotional feelings but also like our how our body is physically feeling in any particular moment and this awareness is beneficial in many different ways this awareness cultivates things such as curiosity compassion empathy patience and by learning to observe ourselves without judgment just kind of objectively that makes us less judgmental of others as we become more patient towards ourselves that extends to others too but mindfulness also has real health benefits and this goes into like actual scientific reasons so whatever you have a thought that thought is accompanied by an emotion or a feeling And every emotion that you have creates a biochemical reaction in your body. And um, Dan actually talked about this in a whole episode about the nervous system. So I won't really dive too deep into that. You can like check out that episode for more info. But I'll just give a little brief overview for the purposes of this conversation. So there's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And basically sympathetic is the fight or flight response when your body experiences something that may be a threat and goes into that kind of survival mode versus parasympathetic is the rest and digest phase um, and that helps your body thrive takes care of digestion and more things you're not just surviving you're thriving and through mindfulness you can realize when you're going into that more stressful sympathetic sympathetic state and bring yourself back into the parasympathetic state So it's literally, it's science why mindfulness can um, benefit your health. And one main topic that I like to say the benefit of mindfulness is reducing stress because that's a really big problem in our modern society. 
And it becomes a problem when we feel so stressed that we feel we're not in control of things. But mindfulness helps you realize that you're actually more in control of your life than you realize um, because your thoughts and feelings and how you react in situations has such a huge impact, sometimes even more than the situation you're actually in. But some other benefits of mindfulness are to improve your memory, just improve general cognition, immunity, um, it can improve your sleep, um, and there's a whole bunch of other benefits um, to mindfulness with that. Yeah, and I really like how you pointed out the survive and thrive um, analogy, because I've heard it said similarly, but I've never heard it that explicit before. And I really like that. And um, going into the parasympathetic a little more, so many diseases that were once uncurable have been cured through optimizing the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so if anyone has ever heard of Diana Driscoll, she was a eye doctor who suffered from POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and they were actually able to cure her diagnosis through activation of her, her vagus nerve, which is one of the main nerves involved in the parasympathetic nervous system. So when we say this is a big deal, we literally mean that mindfulness and parasympathetic activation is curing diseases that did not have a cure before. Um, so this is very powerful stuff, even though it might seem like, you know, things that have kind of just been brushed aside or, oh, you know, why are you doing that? You know, why does this matter? That sort of thing. Uh, a lot of this has kind of been uh, the way society has painted the picture around mindfulness. Um, I feel like, and I know Ariana's going to talk a lot more about this, so I'm not going to steal her thunder too much, but um, in general, it's kind of like taboo almost for people to talk about how they're feeling and how, like what's stressing them out and what they need to do to take care of that. And, you know, you don't really have a whole lot of people anymore who feel that they can connect with others on that deep level. And as we've just pointed out in just three minutes of introduction, this is life changing stuff for so many people. Yeah, that's amazing that that study or um, event that you brought up about how it healed a disease that we didn't even have a cure for. And it really all comes back to like, especially on in Western society, there's kind of like your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, and they're all kind of viewed as separate. Mm -hmm. When really, like we got one package here, everything is like included. <laughs> In one, in one piece, and they really are one overall system. So developing mindfulness is really developing your mind-body connection. Um, and so I'm going to talk about some, like, I'll just call them tools that you can use to develop mindfulness. But keep in mind that these tools each have many different benefits for your health overall. But for the purpose of this topic, the focus is on paying attention to how you feel when you use them. And everyone will experience these things um, differently. So I'm gonna talk about meditation, for example. 
how you feel when you meditate can vary depending on what's going on in your internal and external world at any given moment. So just keep that in mind. Everyone will experience these differently, but we can all get something out of being open to trying them and really like staying in tune with how we feel as we use them. So I'll talk about meditation first. So meditation is another trendy topic these days. <laughs> and so what is meditation? Um, a lot of people think meditation is emptying your brain. And it's not really that. It's more concentrating on something. It's focusing. And there are many, many different kinds of meditation. A simple meditation you can do is to just find a quiet space, close your eyes, and observe your breath and your thoughts. But this can be really difficult to get your mind into a state when it can focus on one thing while you're just sitting there, especially in our modern society when we have so many distractions easily available. You can just grab your phone and start scrolling through social media or whatever. And some people really need to have that constant stimulation. So taking a step back and just sitting with yourself can create anxiety and fear in some people. And that's totally normal. I was meditating for several years and I still had some trouble getting into that kind of like meditative focused state. So I actually have a hack for that now, <laughs> how to help you um, get access to that meditative state more easily, especially if you're just starting. So it's called a sound bath. So a sound bath is bathing your body, <laughs> not with water but with sound vibrations. It's a full body listening experience. So this is different than music. It's harmonic vibrations. Um, usually they'll use things like singing bowls or tuning forks and gongs to stimulate the alpha and theta brain waves to put your body into the meditative state. So literally you listen to these different harmonic vibrations and it puts your body into the med meditative state for you. I know that probably sounds crazy, but you just got to try it to like <laughs> experience it. Um, and this is actually a powerful to tool also for emotional healing. Just kind of side note if anyone's interested in like sound therapy. Um, but to do this at home, you just find a quiet space, put your headphones on and listen to the sound bath. And you really just observe the sound, like just kind of like chill out, like you can lie down, relax, um, and just listen to the sound. And then once you're in that meditative state, then you can choose if you'd like to do a different form of meditation where you focus on your breath or observe your thoughts. So once I started using sound baths to help during my meditation, after literally just a few weeks of doing that, I was then able to access the meditative state on my own with, without the sound bath much more easily. And I still use them because I, I love how they make me feel like so relaxed and everything. Like they're just really awesome. I love them. Um, but so if you're looking for like a good sound bath, there's some resources online. But as with any kind of holistic um, modality, just be careful because there's a lot of people who say they can do it, but it's not always effective but one uh person you can look up is sarah oster and she is a really amazing sound healer she has some youtube videos and some other online resources um where you can check out 
and listen to her sound baths. So um, yeah, sound baths are um, amazing. One way to access that meditative state. And then um, another way to kind of like keep a active mind busy so you can focus on meditating is chanting a mantra when you're meditating because that will kind of distract the mind with something to do and then you can focus on your thoughts but whatever kind of meditation you're doing start the meditation with a purpose so either whatever it is if you're just going to observe your breath um if you just want to kind of tune into your thoughts and feelings um if you want to meditate on maybe a goal that you want to manifest sometimes um i every morning i meditate on the goals that i want to manifest that day and in my life and i keep a notepad next to me because sometimes i'll just have these great creative thoughts that come into my mind and then i can just write them down so um yeah that's kind of some ways you can use meditation for for mindfulness that's very cool and I've never actually heard of the sound therapy before, so that's already being added to my list of things that I have to try. Um, And all of these things, helping you get in tune with your body and where you are at, are going to help you in all areas of life, all aspects. So if you want to get very focal and look at something like health and fitness, maybe you're focusing on building muscle or burning body fat, or if you want to get more global and just say, you know, your social and emotional life in general, um, I talk about the benefits of different biohacks, and you see that stuff all the time from me, cupping, red light therapy, blue light glasses, you name it. But if you're not in tune and in sync with your body, then you can't tell if they're working or not. And if you're going to spend the money on the devices like that, wouldn't you want the reassurance of knowing that it was well spent and that it's actually having a positive effect on your body? Um, So I think that's all very cool stuff. And you're mentioning about different online resources too. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw before that you had some of these different things on your blog when you were talking about different holistic living things. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've written too many articles yet about um, each of these specifically in depth. Um, I do have a little bit of information about holistic living overall, um, mm-hmm. and I share all my story on Instagram all the time when I'm using this kind of stuff, but um, definitely I would like to write more so that you guys can have um, more resources uh, to see how you can like, apply this to your life. Yeah. And you have your newsletter too, so yes. people can always subscribe to that. <laughs> yeah, I actually share about more of the stuff in the newsletter. Like this past weekend, I shared a bunch of sound bath resources, so Love yeah, it. feel free to subscribe, get the inside scoop. <laughs> Love it. Um, awesome. So what else have we got on our agenda today? So we've touched on mindfulness and we've touched on sound baths, but I know we're just cracking the surface. So, um, and I also want to come back to something that Dan said was how you can take these um, mindfulness practices that you get through meditation and some of the other things I'll talk about um, and apply them to your life in any circumstance. Like even when you're just doing a workout, um, 
Like some people just like hop on the bike and then just like pedal and watch TV, which is like fine. But if you can also like as you're doing that, like pay attention to how your body feels because you could unconsciously be like creating an injury is like an extreme case. Or you could just get more out of your workout by seeing how you feel when you're moving and then, okay, I need more of this. I need less of this. Really like tune in and um, especially if you're getting started, I'm sure you'll have like a, a teacher or a guide, whatever you want to call it. Um, but even within that, like there's the, uh, teachers can share their information and knowledge and guide you. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for like implementing it in the best way possible for you. So really tuning in when you're working out, when you're going to school, when you're walking outside, whatever it is, and you can just learn so much about yourself. Yeah, so, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, but no, you got me thinking now, just like the amount of times you start looking at a screen or a TV or something, you just kind of lose all sense of time and um, of yourself, really, for that matter. Um, the one kid, uh, one of my friends there, uh, he's big into the video gaming. And like, they'll go like six or seven hours without eating drinking going to the bathroom like they're just plugged into the game and when it comes to exercise if that's what you're doing is kind of like plugging yourself into that virtual experience of watching tv or whatever it might be then how are you going to pick up on the signals your body is sending you exercise is supposed to be a positive thing a beneficial thing um after you get done with a exercise session you should feel good you shouldn't feel drained or beat up or tired or anything like that. You should feel energized from everything you just did. And if you're someone who's exercising and you're in pain, things are kind of cranky, you feel worn out, those are all signs that something is not right. And if you're missing those, then you could potentially be, as Ariana said, creating a lot more problems for yourself than doing good. Yeah, your body sends you signals to let you know to take care of stuff. And if you, like, ignore it, then, uh, yeah, it's going to create a larger signal, which is usually a bigger problem. So I'll jump into um, another way to develop mindfulness and just kind of live happier and healthier overall. And that is reconnecting with nature. And I say reconnecting because I think a lot of us have kind of broken that connection. Um, I lived in Philadelphia for three years and New York City for four years. And especially New York City is an epidemic of disconnection with nature and with yourself. You just go into the subway in the morning and you'll see everyone looking on their phones and literally just walking like no idea what's going on around them. So I call that like an epidemic of unmindfulness in places <laughs> like that. But it's really everywhere. Um, so I'm going to be talking about uh, like natural um products and things and so my uh like way into these different natural like habits and products and stuff uh is not as like noble i guess as it may seem i started really like i always loved nature since i was i was young and i started using like essential oils and like drying my own herbs and stuff when i was like literally eight years old just because I liked it like I, that was it was very simple I liked how it made me feel and then later on 
as I got older, I got interested in, like, the scientific research behind everything, and, like, I started understanding, oh, these, like, actually, like, really are beneficial, but it was really very simple. I just really liked, liked it, and so um, I kind of encourage you, if you try these things, to have, like, the same kind of, like, childlike curiosity uh, when you're trying it, and just, like, a pay attention to how you're feeling, because um, the benefits are there, of course, but they are n- not as strong if you don't tune into how you feel when you're using it. So there is a hypothesis called uh, biophilia. And this hypothesis suggests that all humans possess an innate tendency to want to seek out connections with nature and other forms of life. So I use this hypothesis to kind of um, support why we should take more time to connect with nature. And if you just like look back on human history, like for most of history, we were living really close to nature, like we needed to find the water, find the food there. So connecting with nature is really a way of connecting with yourself. You can slow down and learn to observe. So that's why I use it as a tool for mindfulness because it helps you reconnect with yourself. So the best way to connect with nature is obviously to go into nature itself. Go for like a hike in the woods, just like feel the sun outside. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, like just stop and like look at a flower, like touch the petals, see how it feels, you know, do all those, all those things like, and observe how you feel because like, if you go to a city, see how you feel, then go to the beach and see how you feel or go to like, a, like you will notice a difference. Like when people think like, what's your happy place? Where would you want to go? If you could go anywhere in the world right now, a lot of people say like the beach or maybe they say skiing, like something in nature. So but not everyone can get out in nature so easily, especially if you're living in a city or if it's even just like during the winter time or if you're just busy with work inside for most of the day. So here are some tools where you can connect with nature inside. So tool number one is essential oils. So essential oils have all different kinds of benefits. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that, but more about how you can use them for mindfulness. And so, even if an essential oil has a certain benefit like relaxation or whatever it's still very individual like all of this information because if you don't actually like the smell of the oil and it's supposed to relax you it's probably not going to relax you so just keep that in mind but also if you don't like how an oil smells like just be open to trying it and give it some time because some um, oils are just kind of strong but once you get used to it you'll start to uh, experience the benefits so I use essential oils like almost all day and for different um, reasons. So when I'm going to do a workout, I'll use a lot of times peppermint um, because this encourages mindfulness during my workout because it stimulates the brain. Um, just think of like, like peppermint, um, like toothpaste or gum. It brings that freshness, that alertness. It clears the mind. Like the um, benefits are, of, it, of peppermint are quite obvious. So um, that's one way by working, waking my brain, brain, <laughs> brain up with peppermint, um, I can then focus on my workout more or whatever I want to um, focus on. And um, rosemary and basil are also good oils for that. But first, let me take a step back. If you're gonna buy essential oils, <laughs> you gotta make sure you're buying um, the right ones because there's a lot of different oils on the market. If you pick up an oil and it says fragrance, put it down and walk away. Do not buy the oil because 
essential oil should be 100% pure essential oil, nothing else. Uh, especially if you're going to be like inhaling it, you don't want to be inhaling fragrance like that will can give you headaches and it's just not the real the oil. So if you're going to buy some, like do some research first. Most uh, reputable essential oil companies uh, disclose where they get their um, ingredients from and how they make the oils. So I'll just like list a few brands in case anyone's uh, interested. There's a lot of like small local ones too. So if you want to support local businesses, but some that are available in most places is Plant Therapy is really good. Um, Young Living is also good. They're also the most expensive ones on the market. So just keep that in <laughs> mind. That's not really within my budget, but if you can afford it, great. Um, and then um, Now Foods has a lot of different products. They also have some great essential oils. So make sure it's good quality. Um, and then, yeah, like I'll just, um, I'll like open my box of essential oils each day and I'll see like, how do I want to feel? And so if I want to feel like uplifted, I'll go to citrus, like lemon, uh, bergamot is really good for that. And then put the essential oil in your diffuser if you have one, or you could just like put it on your wrists and rub it together. Um, a diffuser will just get it through the room more for longer. And then notice how you feel when you're using the oil, because I'm saying how all these different oils can have certain benefits, but again, really tuning into how it makes you feel because I started using them kind of casually, but then I just liked how they made me feel like it was nice to have good smells in my room. So I started using <laughs> them more and that encouraged mindfulness. Cause then I, I look in um, my assortment of oils and I see how do I want to feel each day. And that literally helps enhance my mood because I'm all about like getting my full potential at all times possible so um I'll use that and then like when you tune into how you feel then you can find oils that work for you that don't their benefits aren't necessarily listed like online or in a book like I love to combine rosemary and lavender because that smells like an herb garden and like that brings me back to like my childhood and like my home with our herb garden so like that's like amazing relaxing for me but not everyone else has that same life experience like the when we smell things it's really related to our memory so if you have a scent that you love like that can be relaxing for you even if it's not one of its like benefits and i'll just list like a few more uh so if you want to like relax lavender is good uh valerian is good valerian is a flower and the oil is made from the valerian root so it's kind of earthy um yeah, there's just a bunch. So I encourage you with this to just like try out different kinds and like listen to observe how you feel when you use them. Also look at the benefits. That's one thing. But I get way more out of it by tuning into how I feel from using different oils. So it's kind of like a different approach. Um, yeah, so that's about essential oils. <laughs> that's very interesting stuff. And um, we were talking before we uh, started recording here. I'm someone who's very new to all this, so I have just realized how much there is to learn here and how the sky is really the limit with these. Um, my essential oil experience is using lavender in a diffuser on nights that I can't get to sleep. And then I'm knocked out, good to go. Um, but some things that I'm thinking about right now is I've also noticed when I use the lavender, I also tend to have more dreams and I actually remember my dreams, um, which I know a lot of people are very big on dreams. Um, one of my friends who was up 
few weeks ago, he stayed the night on the couch, and um, he is now in love with our living room couch that's probably 30 years old because it was the first dream he had that he remembered in months. Um, so some people really take their dreams very seriously. So if that's you, then this is another potential avenue for you to explore here. Um, as we've said, the sky is really the limit here. Uh, there's so many amazing things. Um, I know one of my favorites um, is essential oil wizardry, um, which they're a little more on the expensive side as well. Um, like I said, I'm still kind of new to this, um, but from the as far as what Ariana talked about with the different blends, they have uh, different blends for specific things. Um, so like one of them is sort of like a natural um, cologne or perfume kind of thing. So instead of spraying like a aerosol can of whatever body spray that also has all kinds of harmful ingredients in it to smell good, you can actually just use a oil that has very similar smell properties but provides health benefits instead of health detriments and get very similar, if not better, effects um, as far as what you're looking for there. Yeah, these can even, like, replace candles, too. Mm -hmm. Like, candles that have, like, fragrances and, like, other stuff that you don't really want to be inhaling. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. All right, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about um, some more ways you can connect to nature. Um, so also, like, what you're consuming internally. Um, of course... Uh, Dan probably talks a lot, you've heard him talk a lot about, like, what you're eating, <laughs> so, but, um, there's something about, like, growing something yourself, and seeing it grow, and then harvesting it yourself, and then, like, consuming it, um, that can really help you tap into mindfulness, and it's also just, it just makes me happy, so maybe it'll make you happy, too, <laughs> um, so I realize not everyone can, um, grow everything on all these things on your own I, like I said I lived in a city for a while so I, I understand um but like one thing I do is I'll make my own tea um and you can kind of cheat this so you can like buy the dried herbs yourself and then make the tea so kind of like skipping one step but um like one thing I'll make is mint tea and um so because the weather's starting to get colder i've been doing a lot of harvesting lately so i can have <laughs> stuff for the winter time um but this is again a thing that i just did as a kid i would like just pick the like my parents didn't even do it i just like wanted to do it like with from my own self i would just like pick um the mint, mint leaves you pick them as like the stems as uh yeah like a bunch you tie it together you hang it upside down in a uh, dry and dark place so, like your closet is where i would put it uh, for mint leaves, just like a week is good. And then they're all dried up and then you can kind of like crumble them up, just the leaves, not the stems. And then you can just put it into a tea steeper, pour hot water over it and it's literally tea. And you like were the one person who like touched it and made it and it's, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it. And that's like, yeah, <laughs> it's more simple than, than, um, than, uh, extreme i guess but so for mint tea then that's another as i talked about peppermint before it wakes you up clears the mind refreshes mint tea is also great for your digestion um so that's like another thing but again like listening to how you feel like do you feel excited that like you made this tea yourself like yeah like that's 
that's a good thing cultivate that mindfulness um or another tea that i like to make which you can also buy these dried on your own is chrysanthemum and goji berries so chrysanthemum is the flower and then goji berries um it's kind of like a superfood it has a lot of antioxidants for that again i'll just put some in like a tea steeper pour some hot water over it you can add honey if you like and um, then you're getting like those antioxidants from the goji berries and it's again it's like from nature so you're like nourishing yourself without like extra like sugars or processed things um and just like take some time like in the morning i don't know if you are a morning person and just like sit with like your cup of tea do some like meditation put some essential oils on and if that doesn't tune you in like it that will do it so um <laughs> yeah and I mean, I feel like, as you just kind of alluded to, it's very easy to stack all of these things. You can get your mindfulness time in with your morning cup of tea, and you can throw the essential oils into that time um, somewhat as well. Um, you know, this doesn't have to take like two, three hours every day to do all these things. It can be, you know, 20 minutes in the morning real quick, but... It those 20 minutes can really be powerful and really set up uh, the mood and the whole tone of your day. Um, or likewise, you could end your day um, with something along these lines. So you get home from work if you're going in, or you log off a of Zoom for the end of your work day if you're still working from home, and then you just immediately hit these um, different practices that we're talking about because then you're separating your work life, which might get a little stressful sometimes, from your home life. And a lot of um, people are uh, noticing how things like divorce rates and uh, domestic abuse and all these other terrible things are on the rise in the country. And I often wonder how much of that is because people can't separate work life and work-related stresses from home life and home related stresses and the two end up getting blended and this isn't exclusive to people who are working either this can apply to college students maybe you get stressed about classes an exam doesn't go your way or you get a grade back on an essay that you worked really hard on and it wasn't as good as you had hoped and then maybe you take out that uh, disappointment and that emotion on your roommate instead of being able to separate um, the work from life, uh, so to speak. Yes, that's a great point. So it's it's like taking care of yourself, and it doesn't have to be much time, like Dan said, like you can easily incorporate these things into your morning routine, but taking care of yourself, then you don't take the fact that you didn't take care of yourself out on other people and just being mindful of yourself then you can see when someone reacts in a way towards you that you don't like you're able to take a step back and say okay it's not about me what is this person going through and how can i react in a way that doesn't escalate it but kind of calms things down so definitely um and i think that creates um I think you've said it before, like an attitude of gratitude, so to speak. I know you are very big on gratitude and journaling, which all of that fits right in with all these other things we're talking about, too. Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of filming a 30-day um, personal growth journal challenge that's going to be on my membership. 
to kind of encourage that. Um, I like to encourage journaling just because it's another way of self-reflection. Um, but honestly, like, not everyone likes to write things down. Like, you could write things in a book or you can type it. But, like, whatever way you can get your thoughts out, like, you can record it on an audio thing or you can just kind of think it. Um, I do think it's helpful, though, to have some kind of record so that you can look back and see, like, how you've grown or things. Um, so, like, one of my favorite uh, journaling prompts which I used to do so much when I was a teenager and you're going through all those like emotional hormone crazy things is to, is to just take a paper and literally I call it word vomiting just like whatever's in your brain literally just write it like it doesn't have to make sense whatever you're thinking about then just put it on paper because there's so many times that people are unhappy or they're angry and they don't even know why and it's literally probably in your mind if you just give it the space to come out so when you are feeling like overwhelmed or stressed or whatever and you can write it on paper then you can see it and it's not like if you're feeling angry you can separate yourself from the anger by seeing it on paper and it's not having control over you anymore um, that's one thing and literally it just makes you more self-aware because you can see what's going on in your mind and there's so many like our thoughts um, as we keep thinking them as we talked about in the beginning that kind of like biochemical reaction if you think a thought enough it becomes a belief and it literally becomes part of you because there are physical things happening within you when you think of thoughts because they're associated with emotions and things so you can kind of handle that by even it's like two minutes of journaling. It doesn't have to be like 20 minutes. Like these things don't have to be for a long time to benefit you. You could spend like five minutes in the morning, have your tea, put the oils on, write something in your journal and like take care of yourself so that like other people, other people do have to take care of us. That's part of life, but that you don't put that responsibility on other people because you didn't take care of what's going on inside your own head because no one else can handle that for you. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, and kind of taking this a step further too, um, and applying it to another topic I know you're very passionate about. Um, so I know because in my house of six people, I live with four girls and life can be challenging for everyone, but it seems like lately life has been extra challenging, uh, for women and girls. And there's a lot of different challenges that females face that males just tend to not really understand or really get a good grasp on because we go through different things uh, in life. And I can't really speak to the female perspective because I'm a guy, but I know Ariana can. And all of these things that we've talked about so far seem like things that would help with a variety of the different um, challenges that females face, um, and I'm sure some of them even relate to being caused by guys, for example. Um. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> a, a great point. So, okay, this is a big topic. Let's see, where, where can I attack this from? Uh, so, um, this is you can apply mindfulness mindfulness to this because for people of any gender, really, society has kind of influences how we see we have to be based on our gender and through mindfulness you can see where something is something that a quality you want to have about yourself 
or is it something that society has told you that you have to be like so you're conforming to that so like somewhere in our youth our teenage years as women we learn or we think we should um like not express ourselves like take a step back not speak up when something's happening um that's not okay not all women are like that but in general it's kind of like taught to if something bad's happening to you like you just don't talk about it and so many women may feel like they're they're supposed to experience difficult things in life and they're just supposed to deal with it like that's how it is as a woman your life is supposed to be hard but that's not true like if something is wrong you should be able to speak up about it and this is actually where like um sexism towards women actually harms men too because there's also on the opposite side so women are expected to be more emotional and because of that men aren't given the space many times to express their emotions even though being human means you have emotions at any gender um so i also like to talk about that because then this is definitely a, a women's issue but discriminating against any group of people affects the other one too so and especially in the case of like emotions here so mindfulness can actually be really helpful for men too who feel like they don't have the space to express their emotions and they can tune into what they are instead of kind of suppressing them and pressing them down like society makes you feel like that um so but um back to women so i think everyone kind of experiences some kind of trauma in some sense it's not gender specific but for women there are traumas that we experience that are expected to not like as i said before be talked about or if they are talked about they're not taken seriously um and that comes also in terms of like medical things like um if you have any kind of issues related to like your reproductive system as a woman a lot of times they aren't taken seriously your pain may not be listened to so then the fact of like no one's listening and like i'm not okay can like really like beat you down um so taking time with mindfulness can be really healing like how i mentioned sound baths before they can help you tune in and like that vibrational energy from the sound can be healing to yourself so um i know unfortunately too many women who have uh trauma in their lives from different unfortunate things that have happened so i encourage you to take this take this time for yourself and it's not selfish for anyone to do this especially another thing that society says like women are like responsible for like taking care of the family working like all these things and like you know that that stereotypical busy mom who never takes time for herself like it's not selfish to take time for yourself ladies and everyone because you need to take care of yourself because then otherwise like i said before like it'll boil over and someone else will be affected by that and then you're just not happy like why are we here for not if we're not happy you know what i mean so Yeah, I definitely I definitely encourage these things for like all people um for women to really take time for yourself and do this for anyone who's going through any kind of um emotional trauma or even physical illness, like these can also help with that. So, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. I know that's very cliché, but it holds true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Awesome. Well, do you have anything else that you had on your agenda for today? Um, I think that's that's most of it. Yeah. That was very good. I feel like we really kind of delved deep into that and uh, really cleared up a lot of points that um, I know I, for one, was not very knowledgeable about, um, but I'm sure we're going to have many other people saying the same thing. Um, you know, it's the whole process of just learning about things that can help you better connect with yourself uh, it's a never-ending process, but it's one of the most important things that we do, and it's never stressed enough. Um, you know, ultimately, you have to have a good relationship with yourself and who you are as a person. And if you're not happy with your life and the way it is, then I would start by looking in the mirror and say, okay, what is it that I have going on that isn't right right now? Like, is it decisions you made? Is it like you just are missing a piece of self-love or self-respect or is it that you just can't figure out what you want because you're not in tune with your inner self uh, whatever it is uh, finding those things and clearing them up can be a huge difference again life-changing difference game-changing difference for all people in all walks of life um, and we touched on journaling there one of my favorite journal type projects to help with this sort of thing is Mastin Kip's book, Claim Your Power. Um, I actually used his book um, following a long-term relationship and hard breakup and just kind of cleared up a lot of the um, things that I had in my life that I didn't even know were there. Um, he calls them like hidden traumas and survival patterns, things that you always tend to resort to because they keep you in the state of where you are and where you are tends to be comfortable. Uh, and as we're talking about changing uh, mindfulness and um, mentally, I mean, this is, again, as we've said, life-changing stuff, uh, but change tends to be a challenge for some people. It can be a little struggle and it's not always the most comfortable feeling, but learning to embrace that uncertainty uh, can really open up so many new doors in your life. Uh, and you'll go places you've never been and soar to brand new heights, um, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love like, connecting with other people like you in um, like health and fitness, because everyone has such different like things to offer and bring to the table. And it's so awesome because, like, we are, like, in instructors or, like, we provide advice and help other people. But everyone's, like, has different goals and is, like, going through different things. But, like, collectively, like, kind of, like, the fitness community that we're kind of building can, like, address, like, all of those things, like, together through all, like, our different knowledge. Like, you know, like, a ton of things that, like, I don't even know about. And, like, I know about things that, like, you're just learning about. So it's, like, it's really cool. I love it. Even just, like, the workouts. Like, the workouts you give like my students would probably not take and my workouts <laughs> your students probably wouldn't take because they're for like different goals and like different like I don't I don't go to the gym and look like, like that much so um yeah I think it's like really cool that we are like have different like things we do but like we kind of like connect with like the health and happiness and like all that overall so like 
Yeah, we gotta meet in person someday because <laughs> we've like become like friends and we've never seen each other. <laughs> Definitely, um, and I feel like you just brought up another amazing point here: is health and fitness is not, you know, one size fits all. There's no one way to do this. There's, um, I think we talked about. I think it was one of my first podcast episodes. Um, I think it was with John uh, Harnett at the time, um, but we were just talking about all the different ways that you can be active. Like, there's no limit. You know, if you want to dance, you can dance. If you want to uh, run or walk or bike or jog or row, um, hike, lift weights, don't lift weights, body weight stuff, inside, outside, The there is no limit. There's no right or wrong way to do it. As long as you are improving yourself and getting better and feeling good about where you're going with all those things. So with all of this stuff, don't feel like you're limited because we, we know no limit in health and fitness. So true. I love the whole there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Again, like someone could look at your like Instagram profile and someone could look at mine and they're completely like different vibes and everything. But like neither is like right or wrong. It's like just for different people. So I think that's, that's cool. Definitely. Um, and it's been challenging too because I've just now started uh, releasing pre-built programs uh so these are just programs for one specific goal anyone can go online purchase them and use them but it's tough to try and develop something that works for everyone when everyone is so different so like i tried to purposely build in different swap uh swaps for exercises saying like hey if you don't have access to this equipment or if you can't do this movement, you can try one of these other alternatives instead, um, just to try and hit that a little bit more. And that's something I feel like is missed by most people in the industry. So Yeah, I noticed that too. That's such a huge challenge, especially because at, at the beginning of the pandemic more than now, but I was offering like a variety of classes, like dance. I still do, but like dance, I like technique and Pilates and stuff. And like, I had like one person interested in this, one person interested in that. So then I was spending all this time on all these different things. And cause they all had like different needs and like desires and stuff. But I like, I had to like kind of condense it cause there's only so much I can do. But I think having like different modifications helps, but then it's just like, yeah, it's hard. Like even with the library on my membership that I'm building, I have so many different categories because there's so many, like one person here, one person there. So I gotta like fill it all in, but um, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one. <laughs> And you kind of got to get to know somebody to know what they need and want. Because a lot of times people don't know what it is. So you got to get to know them and then you're like, okay, they need this. So, yeah, it's a challenge. Definitely. But it was great having you back on the show another time. And great having uh, more time to talk with you and learn more about what you're passionate about. So, Thank you again. And uh, for everyone listening, please make sure you head over to Ariana's Instagram page. It is Evolve Movement Co. Evolve M-V-M-T uh, dot C-O if you're on Instagram and all that. So thanks again. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. This is always great. I love talking with you. <laughs>